<laughs> yeah, yes. Sorry. Let's get my uh, microphone over here. Yeah, it's all about timing. It's all about timing, and we'll talk about timing later on today. Uh, yes, it is Thursday. It is nine, so of course it's UK Cowboys time. Mister Scotland, one and two. How are we? Not too bad. Not too bad yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, too... Yeah. How are you, Lawrence? Sorry, Dimmy. Yeah. Not ask too a bad. And interrupt. No, no, yeah. no. Rushing around like the proverbial blue arse flight today, but um, <laughs> I'm able to relax now so and talk yeah. some cowboys. That's it. We always say it every week that this show is like a duck on a pond. <laughs> yeah. <literally> what it's <laughs> like. yeah, yeah. But obviously joining with us as well is one of our very great friends. We, You need to come on more often. We miss you too much. We do have a, with us... The great and powerful Mr. Marcus Bluff City Cowboys. How are we, sir? Doing great. Thank you guys for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, we appreciate you giving uh, giving us your time there. Yeah. Um, how are things, mind you, over in Tennessee? Everyone seems to be in a heat wave. Well, it's a little bit cooler today. We're dealing with a chilly 89 degrees today, so okay, we're feeling pretty good. <laughs> Other than these, um consistent 99 plus days we've had the past month before so you have been in the thick of it as well then oh yeah definitely oh nice but i mean the good thing is is you've got some moonshine over there to cool you down <laughs> i actually don't <laughs> drink so I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh I'm, yeah of course i got my h2o though all, at all times ah uh, see that's what it's all about that's the most important thing uh, big old bobby Boucher's tackling fuel yeah. Yeah, that's right H2O. is it or is it gatorade Oh, dear, it sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we are here, guys, uh, to talk all about this week in uh, the news of Cowboys Nation. We'll look as well uh, back at the Denver game and look forward to the Chargers game. As always, send in your quotes, your comments, anything you've got for the team and for Marcus as well, because... Um, this guy literally he knows more than we've forgotten. So uh <laughs> or the other way round. Don't hype me up that much, Mike. <laughs> yes, uh, but you would have probably recognized him with us before many, many times. Um, but yeah, I, I thought one of the things I was thinking about today when we look back at the Denver game, because a lot of people, you know what it's like, they get a little overexcited with the flags and everything mm -hmm. else, which we'll get mm. to. But I thought one way to start things off as a nice way is I thought, well, rather than looking at all the crap, first of all, let's look at the good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, let's start the show off with looking at the rookies, all the rookies that we had in the game, mainly yeah. the ones we drafted. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, let's start and kick things off with, obviously, the big guy, Smith, uh, in the middle. I actually think, uh, and you can all give me a take, and at home as well, I think for his first NFL game that he's ever played, he's out there, he's doing it. For his first game, I thought he was really good. I have to I have to agree. I mean, I think two holding penalties in the game, but one yeah. of them, I mean, was a BS call by the referees, to be honest. Sure. The, guy, the, the guy was pancaked and, you know... It, we, we, when we were discussing him in the draft and everything like that, one of the things was that it, half the penalties he was getting were the fact that he was actually just slamming the guy to the ground and the referees mm -hmm. are going, wait a minute, how's that guy going to the ground so easily? Yeah, And I think that was the case with that one. Um, the other one, I think, was in the fourth quarter. 
and there's a reason why Denver will it has the highest win percentage at home mm. of any team, and that's yeah. because their altitude. And my God, when you're, you know, even if you've only been there three, four days, you're still huffing and puffing, trying to get the oxygen in in the fourth quarter, and you know, makes cowards of us all, as as the <laughs> saying goes. Yeah, for me, like overall. Yeah, he done well. There was. I'm gonna be more be more of a critic. Critical. Like, yeah, 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 like especially like. I've, yeah, you could say yeah. It was for his first ever game and stuff like that. I'm gonna talk more specifically in one certain play, and that was mm. the the interception from PG Lock. How that mm. worked out. Mm -hmm. That all started from a. Tyler Smith not blocking number 91 going into the backfield and that okay. left like his eyes were in a completely different direction and left that aid gap completely open. So that will come experience that will come like to recognize that type of stuff. I understand it's his first game, but he need, like when you're going back to the game film, you'll mm. just need to make sure he doesn't make those mistakes again. But other than that, I was quite happy with that. Like you guys spoke about with the penalties. Mm -hmm. One was BS. I totally get that. But I think overall, I'm quite happy. Yeah. My, my only take, though, with the interception that you're talking about is I actually put that more on Tyler Biadish than I do Smith. Because, like, I think the two were out of sync. Well, and funny, he was funny, hat it's, 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 on hat with the guy that made that made the pressure. It's funny they mention that, but I do want to dive into more about Tyler Bayadish later yeah. on, and okay. all the set and the centers just in general, because that is my bit, my biggest peeve for that whole game mm -hmm. was the center. Okay. But just a wee additional point regards to outside Tyler Smith, you could put that blame on Sammy Fajoko as well for not blocking PG Locke long enough to make him to recover to make that interception. If you look that if you look at that play, mm -hmm. like all you had to do was just hold them off for that one extra second. And uh, I think it the ball was going to uh Tolbert, I believe it was at the time that mm. led to the interception. But anyway, right. but yeah. it might have been. I'm trying yeah. to remember myself. I I'm have slept it, Yeah, I'm almost certain it was. I told you. Yeah. So it, it's kind of hard to blame Cooper Rush for that because he was getting clobbered and also his Fahoko didn't leave enough time to put the initial block on PG Lock number 37 for the Broncos to make the play. I mean, fair credit is due to number 37. He made a really great play, managed to get out the situation and made an outstanding play for it. So that was good defense on. Yeah. Denver side of things, mm -hmm. we just need to make sure we step up going forward for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because like a lot of people are, uh, you know, I know we, I said we'd talk about the rookies, but we'll kind of get back to that because you did mention about Cooper Rush as well that he he was bad. All right, I, I, I'm not going to say he was good because he was mm -hmm. he was behind on his timing and his passing. You know, those balls were sailing on him, but I mean. Uh, you, you, at the same time, what you can't do is say Cooper Rush was the problem, that he was a bad quarterback in that game because he got no rhythm. Like mm, when, no. you're, when, yeah. when you're being pressurized as well as the penalties, there's just no rhythm there. Uh, what's he supposed to do with that? I don't know yeah. what you guys make of all of that. 100%. I mean, I think that the offensive line, rush running game-wise, obviously we got 150 yards off 
off the backs. And I mean, you're mm-hmm. talking Malik, da- Malik Davis and uh, Rico Dowdle only had eight, eight and nine carries respectively. Um, I thought that was very good. The pass, the pass protection though was flawed, and that is, I mean, that that's something that has to take a while to gel. And in game action as well, you need it. Not it, you can do all you want in practice, but until you actually get into proper game action, or I suppose these scrimmages that we're having against Denver and uh, the Chargers today and yesterday, you know, that'll help build it as well. But um, you know, it takes time for that to gel. So your passing game is normally the weaker, the weaker link until probably even maybe even second or third week of the season. To be honest, fourth week, yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. Marcus, you you were going to say something there? Sorry. Oh yeah. Um, just talking about. I mean, Lauren pretty much hit everything I was about to say. Talking about. Um, damn you, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Still no thunder. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great though. Um, <laughs> talking about Tyler Smith in his debut. I mean. Look at the amount of rush we had. Yeah, I mean, our worst running back was 4.5 yards a carry, and a lot of that was behind Tyler Smith. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those things that we definitely haven't seen in years past. Uh, talking about that that holding call, by the letter of the rule, that was a holding, but I agree. Agree. That, yeah. that yep. should not have been called. I'm, de- I'm definitely with you. Tiki-taki yeah. is one of them. Right. That yeah. was a simple, um, if he just reset, he would have got the same results, but he mm-hmm. let his body kind of be this way while he was taking the guy down. And we have to remember, refs don't have the ability to have the hindsight of slow motion and replay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're a ref on the field and you see a guy turn this way and the guy's going that way, without hesitation, that's a holding. But that's very simple for him to fix. Yeah. And bear in mind as well, uh, uh, Marcus, I'm sure you'll agree to this, and the guys, because they played the game themselves, is that this is also preseason for the refs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's very true. Yeah. So let's, let's just get all the flags out while we're at it. Just get the get. Let's get the rust out out of our pockets. Yeah. Get all the cobwebs but out. They are going to miss those sort of things. The way, like the, normally, you would think in a season they would be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I've seen this before. I've seen this player do this, and it isn't actually hold. It's a 50-50. Right. Whereas in the preseason, they haven't really been, you know, things are a little moving a little faster for them at the moment. So they're just going to throw the flag because they're just like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. And Um, and talking about that busted play, I just want to hit this this point really quick because nobody's touched it. Um, Personally, from looking at the formation, I thought it was the center's fault, but we can go back and forth on that all day. I'm with you. One thing nobody's talked about is the rotation of linemen. Mm. I mean, Farniak was coming in every other play at yeah. center and guard. Braylon Jones was coming in. McGovern was coming in. Yeah. That's a lot of moving parts. And we all know offensive line is all about continuity. Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. So, so you just don't know what caused that to happen other than yeah. just too many guys rotating in and out and somebody just forgot an assignment. And where the communication went wrong. Yeah. See, see, and that's the thing I really want to talk about is the offensive lineman communication. If you mm-hmm. don't have your set grounds of like, and like Marcus is saying that the continuity, yes, you've got different like different people running about you, and they may not get what you're trying to understand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not like, and one of the things I'm really want to figure is our ability of double teams. It yeah. was terrible, yeah. absolutely yeah. terrible, and in particular. At the center position, where mm-hmm. where like whoever's the, like so 
Tyler Smith does a great job of actually doing the initial block, but the person yeah. that's coming in for the double team is too much engaged. It should be more of a hit and right. go back to your A gap or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. B, B gap. Um, no, sorry, A gap. Sorry. A gap. Like, <laughs> You got it. You got it. It shouldn't. It, it shouldn't be going like still try and drive the guy five yards down the back lane and leave that whole gap open. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, and it wasn't just Tyler. Farniak was the same, mm-hmm. and McGovern. McGovern. I can go all night on <laughs> McGovern how terrible he was. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but I think now, like me personally, I've seen enough of Connor McGovern. He's in his fourth year with the team. Hmm. He's not really stepped up to the plate. I don't think he's worth being in a backup. I'm sorry, I might be sound too harsh and critical about it, hmm. but unfortunately, that's just the best we've got in terms of backups. You know, we haven't brought anyone else in to even be a decent backup right now. Yeah. So yeah. we're kind of we're kind of stuck right now. So yeah. I, I, I don't know what you guys think. Like, I, I don't know if, if I'm being unfair about it. No, or I, th- I do think that this is Conor McGovern's last season. I think yeah, that, I agree. It, uh, especially with the investment that they put in, in, not just in draft pick, with time, with the coaching staff and everything else, that unless yeah. he he all of a sudden figures it out, he's he's pretty much, he, he's done, especially in a backup role. But mm-hmm. I think what you're seeing is definitely them trying very, very hard to not find a role for McGovern, but like it's quite obvious at the moment what you're seeing is that they're putting McGovern in a lot because they'd like going, right, the Tyrone Smith situation, when it does raise his ugly head, which it will at some point. Tyrone. Tyrone. Tyrone Tyrone Smith, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What you're going to see is that that what they're doing is they're going, what's that going to look like? And that's what they're doing. I think more than anything, that's why we're seeing so much in and outness. And Alcon did do good. He was better than Josh Ball. Yep. in fairness, I'll give Josh Ball some credit. He actually had a good first half, uh, sorry, first quarter. Yes. I thought, and I thought, I yeah. thought Where did he quarter, play then? He played left tackle. No, on the right. No, he was playing at the left tackle. I think he was better when he was on the right. Well, I thought, well, from the game, from the clubs I saw, I thought he was actually more effective on the left as well. I thought he did all right. Kept him, uh, especially setting the edge, making them force out too wide and giving more Cooper Rush more time to what he had to do and actually kind of help open the gaps a bit more. I thought he did all right there, but he did slightly decline as the game went on. Rather, yeah. that's just, level. I don't know what it could be, like introducing new types of plays, whether the playbook's too overcomplicated, like, like pull it. That was another thing I wanted to raise as well, not just so much like Josh Ball, but the pulling mm-hmm. guards and tackles. I don't mm-hmm. know, and... I can see your face, like, kind of agreeing with me and what I'm about to say here, Marcus. It's like, mm-hmm. do you not think it was just, like, way too congested? It was just, like, th- there was no point in them becoming a swing guard exactly. or tackle because they were just already hitting the centre and the wall already because the yep. blocks weren't getting made. Exactly. So it, it, it was, like, literally just twisting the dial. That's all it was. It's, like, just basically <laughs> doing that rather than doing a swoop, which should have been it. It was, it was so weird to watch. I mean, I think one of the things you've got to factor in as well, this is Josh Ball's first preseason game as well. He never That's played. Right, yeah. Never yeah. Got played. Essentially, this so, is his rookie year as well, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you think he hasn't actually played meaningful football since, what, that'd be 2020, so in college yeah. as well. So, I mean, it'll take a, again, it takes a bit of time for him to ramp up. And I think, 
as Paul says, he started off well, and I think as the game went on, he, he wore down the pace, got too much for him, and that's when the holding calls came in for him. Yeah. Busted play with Tyler Smith, where they did a they did a um, cross stunt, and uh, you know one went one way, the other one the other guy to the other one, and you know busted play or whatever. Um, that's things that can be worked on. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's it's still a work in progress. I don't think it's time to to cut him loose or anything like yeah. that. No, no. There, there is a there is a guy that we drafted last year that I actually think, you know, he, his time is numbered and you know, obviously with his off field issues as well, but we'll get on to yeah, the we'll defense shortly as well. Just, so, so, just to add on as well, and 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 I'm going to throw the question. I'm sorry, I'm taking this one over here, mate, but I need and to go ask. Go on, this. go for it, man. What on earth is Joe Philbin got to do to try and prevent <laughs> this from happening? The penalties, like mm. he's now been with the Cowboys since 2020. Like you could say. A lot of the success in the offense has been high scoring, but at the same time, it could have been a hell of a lot more if it wasn't for those penalties from last season in 2020. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing's been fixed essentially. Like, is it down to the style of coaching, the technique, or whatever? Like, I just like, how is he going to fix this? Because I'm thinking about, I'm I'm literally about to do an article about this stuff, and I'm just like, I'm close to know what we're going to do. Should we bring in someone else or what? Like. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think don't worry about it. The the, the holding penalties are, isn't it's something that you know there's always holding on every play. Mm-hmm. It's just a case of whether the refs see it or That's not. That's right. Yeah, it's the yeah. other penalties that we had, like the offsides. The offsides. The yeah, yeah. now Sam Sam William Sam Williams rushing the passer penalty, uh, roughing the passer penalty. That was because if, if you yeah, watched it, terrible. it was one that one was step, terrible. one step, and a hit. It wasn't. Nice like, tag wasn't two, two, I think the minimum was three step. I think the, uh, the yeah. minimum of, like to gain the penalty is like one, two, three, then hit. Yeah, yeah. But, that was a terrible. But it was, literally was, was a terrible one call. step and a hit. So that was BS. Yeah. Um, you had who was it? Dante Fowler. Uh, yeah. Oh, he looked Nothing. really good. I liked. He, he looked good. Yeah. yeah, I thought I thought Gallimore looked good as well. But there, mm. there, there was a bonehead. There was a bonehead pass rush from Fowler. Mm. They got got a pass a pass one. Um, you've got guys jumping. Yeah, you got guys jumping. Kelvin Joseph lining up in the in the neutral zone. I mm, mean, yeah, yeah. we haven't had that since. Uh, who was it? The guy that we brought, Randy Gregory. From, Randy Gregory, well, Rand, Randy Gregory, and who was the guy that we brought in late in 2020 as well? Um, uh, uh, Bradley and I. No, ex mm. uh, ex Seattle Seahawk. Um, oh, uh, Bennett. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah no, Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, Bennett was. I mean, Bennett. His entire career was actually. Constantly jumping off sides or lining up, in the <laughs> yeah. zone. and uh, you know, it's in 2019, was it not? It's not in Jason Garrett's last season, rather than under Mike McCarthy. Uh, yeah, you, you might be right. I don't, um, right. yeah, yeah. It, it all merges into one when you get married. <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you, you to go back to your question, Paul, 
my personal opinion about the penalties that at first glance you go, oh God, here we go again. But when you actually stop and you look at it, you're just like, I, really, I, I'm not going to be that concerned. It's a preseason game, first mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of the first team players were on there. Not That's even true. second stringers. Yep. Um, a lot of it was, you can say bad calls. The refs are in preseason mode too. Um, I just think that the, the the calls that are bad, I'm not going to be concerned about the holding calls during preseason. I'm just not. Um, yep. One, they're rookies as well. So they're still learning the speed uh, mm-hmm. and what the refs are looking for. Because that's a big thing. And I just think that at this stage, don't worry about it. Like, the, the, the problem you've got, right, is there's too much put into preseason when really, when you stop and you think about it, and Lorne already said it a little bit earlier, preseason for your first string players are like the first three weeks of the regular season. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this also... Um... Just something I noticed about Tyler Smith that's going to be a major improvement mm. from Connor Williams outside oh, of just yeah. the strength. Second level blocking. Yes. yes. Tyler yes. Smith already gets it. Like he knows, like Paul mm. talked about this before, getting that little chip, letting the other guy engage, and then you go get the next guy. He did that perfectly the entire mm-hmm. night. And that's one of those things that will prevent holding calls because now you have a guard who actually knows how to give that chip so that the center can get fully engaged before he goes to the next level. Connor Williams was one of those guys who kind of like had tunnel vision. Yeah. He'd be too focused <laughs> on this instead of going to the next person. And then that caused guys to get hooked. And um, he's trying to reach for the second level guy and, and getting really grabby with him. So I think that's going to mm-hmm. improve holding calls a little bit as well. Yeah, and another added thing to add into preseason as well with the whole flag thing is, and I think it was pretty obvious that what you're going to think about with preseason is that it's not about the teams, it's about individuals. And they really put in a game, they're not scheming, they're having a game plan before the game starts. They're not scheming throughout the game, they're just going, This is our plan, this is what I want to see. Don't worry about the score. I want to see what you can do. And it was obvious what they were trying to do. They were really going heavy on the run game. You already attested to it, Marcus. They were going, let's do. Let's see what we can do on the run game. Let's establish a run game and see what we've got. On the other side of the ball, you see the opposite. The D-line are going, let's stop the run. Let's really see what we can do. And you looked at it, 1.8 yards per rush mm-hmm. for the Denver Broncos yep. running backs. And that's really what they were doing. So then when all the penalties start coming out, they're not going to be bothered by it. It's not. I, I'm not concerned about it either because they're trying to establish something with what they've got on their roster with their team. And they're going, let's try this out. If the penalties happen, they happen. The only issue why people are making so many big issues is that the last game that we had against San Francisco, 14 flags. This game then is 17 flags. And they put the two together and they go, well, the last two games is. And then it's a big problem. And And... When you stop and you I think would, about I it, in the San Francisco I, I was, game, the penalties... I'll stop you there, mate. I wouldn't say it's a big problem. It's just something we need to be aware of going yeah. forward. Uh, no, yeah. If if it's happening in the regular season and it's mm-hmm. still going on, we're going to change this discussion altogether. But right in pre-season, nah. Sorry. Not worried. Maybe I'm too I, I mean, all, all, all this game proved is that Denver's backups as a unit were better than our backups as a unit. 
Yeah. They're, they're, they're second and third strings. You know, the the plus point here is that you're not you're never gonna see well, you really hope you're never gonna see that second string unit as a full unit on the field in the For regular that season. You you're gonna see little guy you're gonna see one or two players coming in to fill in for injuries that are par and par for the course mm. um throughout the regular season. But you know, if you're coming down with the second string line there, you know, something's gone seriously wrong for your season and you're you might as well start tanking for whoever's going to be the first round the first pick next season, you know. Yeah. Um because it's the same uh, but, argument you have with the cornerbacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people yeah. complaining about like Nation Wright. Like that isn't a true reflection of an NFL game. Like yeah. we just said now, they were really trying to stop the run. So they weren't putting much pressure on the quarterback, which means you're putting a lot of, of work on your cornerbacks. And what do you see from Nation Wright? The start of the game, really, really good. Yep. Doing his job, locking it down. As the game progresses, he's getting worse and worse. It's because you can't, like in reality, you can't ask a cornerback to do what he was trying to do for four quarters. It's impossible. There's no pressure on the quarterback. They're not really rushing. You look at it, zero sacks. So like... Yep. You can't expect a cornerback to do it all. And then they're going, oh, yeah, you look at him. And you're like, yeah, but you're watching the highlights and you're watching at what Nation's right doing towards the end of the game. Like, that's impossible to do. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a teaching point from that game for Nation right, though. The, the point where he went downhill was when he got flagged for defensive holding. And he then it got inside his mind, and he thought about he was thinking about yeah. what he was doing, and Didn't brush that, had him, that had him second guessing himself. Yeah, it, he has to he has to have that mindset. Oh, I've given up a flag. Fine. Yeah, deal with yeah. it and go on and carry get that on. chip back on your shoulder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now I, I know everybody's chomping at the bit to get the defense, but yeah, <laughs> we've got to we, we've got to talk about one more positive from the offense, especially from these rookies. Go on. There's going to be some tough cuts to make at that tight end position. Mm, oh, yeah. yeah. And the shot. Gla- and the shot. Jake Ferguson looked good too, Paul. Ferguson looked yeah. good. In fact, mm. Ferguson saved another interception by running yeah. in and, and <laughs> making a block yeah. almost on the guy that was about to catch it as well. So I don't think he uh, dropped a pass either thrown his way, no, did he? I, I, that's one thing I know is he's very mm. secure with the ball handling. Yeah. He's not He's not a yards after catch guy. He's not a yard. No, guy. no. Like, because uh, I think there was one of the catches, if I remember rightly, and like some like five foot ten, one hundred and ninety pound defensive back come from behind and managed to bring him down. There we go, mm-hmm. Jeremy Sprinkle in the bubble, yeah, yes. bubble screen. Especially he's he's just tweaked his his Achilles again, Achilles. so he's going to be sitting mm-hmm. out. So I, I I think very least he's on IR to start the season. The, yeah. the only um, trouble. The only trouble I think you've got with Sprinkle, and I don't know what you guys think on this. I'll no, set you guys up and let you answer. Oh, yeah. you, you go, you're going to go down the category of type. That's where I was going. Is Sprinkle, when you think about it, right? So Schultz, Hendershot, Jake Ferguson, and Sean McEwen, they're all fairly similar in that, you know, that YF type tight end. Yeah. Yeah. But Sprinkle is a pure inline tight end blocker. So the other the other guys cannot do what Sprinkle does. Now bear in mind, I think that all four of the other tight ends are better than Sprinkle. Hundred percent agree. 
Yeah, yeah. but it's what Sprinkle can provide for your offense that well, the other yeah. guys cannot do. Exactly. I, I was actually going to go. What would you do? Not even offense, because people label me the special teams guy. He played 50% of special teams for, for mm-hmm. us. None of these other tight ends have done that. And mm-hmm. just from roster development, you have to have a special teams guy from the tight end position. Agreed. It's true. It it is there's true. no other position that can do what a tight end does in special mm-hmm. teams. They can With that body type. It. Right, that body type. Yeah. So you have to have a guy who can play special teams, and that's going to maybe keep him around, but it's going to be a tough cut. Very yeah, because like, what, what are you going to get rid of? Yeah, exactly. You know? Should I give a wee shout out to DJ Doll for all the comments he's bringing in right now? Yeah. Some of them are absolutely he's brilliant. On fire. He's, he's on, on fire. fire tonight, so yeah. keep keep him coming, my guy. Keep him coming. Yeah, but I was very thoroughly impressed with Jake Ferguson because he he was he did more than what I was expecting because I was really thinking Jake Ferguson he's only going to be there in sort of twelve man situations. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking if you need to, he could. You know, he's not the same as Schultz. But if you needed Schultz to come out for a play or two and you want to put somebody in, Jake Ferguson, I think, is that for one or two plays, he, he, he will do enough to hold your own on that play. Yeah, and they were all solid yeah. on blocking, which is a big yeah. surprise. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, because if you needed him to go in for a couple of plays, you know, you can have Ferguson in it to block if you need to, or he'll run around for you. So uh, hypothetically speaking, right, this is so early to even mention this. Like, so mm-hmm. if we're seeing how Jake Ferguson develops, right, and mm-hmm. even as a second stringer, I know to where you're going. Schultz, uh, you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah. Is there any point us actually keeping a hold on Schultz for a longer term contract? Yeah. I.e., this... explains the tag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, I think as, as soon as there wasn't a deal signed, I think that the plan was that, you know, they might have caught caught a uh, lightning in the bottle with Ferguson. They want to see that if Ferguson produces this season, even as a even as a second string, the prediction would be obviously that the curve goes up. Well, yeah. Um, bear, bear in mind as well. A couple of years ago, Dalton Schultz was a third stringer. Mm, yeah, right. They're struggling to make that. the roster. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, yeah. a couple of year, a couple of years ago, he did have Jason Witten ahead of him at one point as well. And, as we yeah. discussed before, he got drafted the year that Jason Witten retired the first time. Mm-hmm. Played played one season or made the practice <laughs> squad that first season. Came back the second season, and he was third string behind Jason Witten and uh, Jarwin and what have you. And you know, finally, we're seeing him year three, year four. He's he's come on so. Yeah. yeah, bear in mind, Tank almost wasn't on this team. <laughs> yeah, he was about to walk out the door. Um, but let's go over to Sam Williams, um, the other rookies that we'll talk about. I think he did okay, he did fine. I like there was nothing good, nothing bad. I see nothing good. He did everything was expected, there was nothing bad. You kind of, yeah, like, I know it was yeah. limited snaps he was on because they were trying to do other things. I think what he did. You watch it and you go, yeah, okay. Well, as you may know, um, I was very sceptical when we did draft them and stuff like that. (laughs) But from already what I've seen so far is lower, lower sense of gravity in terms of like coming in for the pass rush is definitely Mm -hmm. a lot lower Mm -hmm. coming into Mm -hmm. the offensive line. So that already shows improvement. So that I'm quite happy about. If we continue, Mm -hmm. if we continue on that progression and the way he showed during the preseason game, then. I will happily put my humble pie in the oven ready. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I was the opposite of you, Paul, because I told you guys the last time I was here. The kid yep. still doesn't know football, really. Like, he's yeah. learning on the fly, yeah. and he's a quick learner because it's showing. See, that, that that's one thing I was I was quite surprised about, how quick of a turnaround. Mm -hmm. that, so, all fair credit to Sam Williams. So, yeah. I guess I'll be eating humble pie sooner yeah. rather I mean, than later. He's already playing left end, right end, three yeah. tech, stand yes. up. It was a little... All yeah. in one I know. Did you notice him from the two point? Yes. Yes. Mm. I and and the, the one thing I've picked up on as well, there was an interview on the Doomsday podcast with Dan Quinn. And Dan Quinn was saying that, you know, what he was getting from Micah last year, where Micah was asking for this, that, the other. Yeah. Sam Williams is doing the same in film room. He's, you know, he's he's putting in the extra the extra work as well. So he realizes that he needs to step up. He's probably seen some of the criticism about being picked in the second round as opposed to the third round and yeah. it, it, most people's grades. Yeah. You know, he he knows he's going to come in and you know sh shut everybody up, make them eat humble pie, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you know. He, if he can, if what he's learning off the field can translate onto the field, which it looks like it is, then great. You know, the sky's the limit for him as well. And then this defense is just going to be absolutely monster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's looking fine. Like I said, it wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. But basically, if you went, I need you. If you had a little checklist on Sam Williams and you go, this yeah, is what it, I need it, you to do, you just buy tick, tick, tick. Yeah, tick, tick. Okay, right, moving on. And I think that's down to the limited amount of snaps. Yeah. I think that was hmm. a good analogy of what probably the coaches, at, uh, you know, for the Cowboys were doing. We're going, Sam Williams, okay, tick, 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 right, bring him off. That's yeah. it, done. Yep. Um, one where I think we are going to struggle to put ticks on though is Jalen mm -hmm. Tolba looked a little shaky yeah yeah what do you guys it's, think it's, it's the bright, light, the bright lights do you think yeah. first NFL he, game? he was pretty much I think he was like under I don't know if it's just because it's the NFL jitters or whatnot but him yeah. pretty much being acting as wide receiver number one in that game he was, he was treated yeah. that way so I don't know if it was just a lot of pressure on him a going lot of pressure season as well mm-hmm but he's he's somebody who in college was used to taking the the hard making the hard catches across the middle mm -hmm. of the field, and high number know, of reps too and targets. Yeah, yeah. The, the, there was a couple of passes where I think there was one on third down or something, and it was mm -hmm. you know even just sort of curl route, and he was meant to stand there and take it, and he just you know it was almost Terrence Williams the alligator arms, and mm -hmm. you know he, no <laughs> no strength in his body as well. I mean it. it um, the Love of the Star podcast with Bobby Belt and Brian Broadus, mm -hmm. they picked up on that, that he just, it, it was like, oh my God, I'm going across the middle and there's, you know, there's Nick Chubb Some coming down that, the bay yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, or um, not Nick Chubb, Bradley Chubb, is Bradley it? Bradley Chubb, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, oh, he's coming at me or whatever. Oh God, you know, and just froze. So he yeah. needs to work, he needs to work that out. But yeah. um because what I think, I, I, I don't know what you think, Marcus, with Jalen Tolbert, is I think some of it is that he, you, you know what it's like with college football. Mm -hmm. Very, you know, they, if you're athleticism -izing, if that's a word, <laughs> there we go, I just created a new word. If you're like um, outdoing other players as you do in college, you know, that's the way it works. Very, you know, you might meet one or two 
good corners or yeah. linebackers in your college career that are better than you in terms of athleticism. All of a sudden, when you come into the NFL, like Jalen Tolbert found out, it's like all of a sudden you're always meeting <laughs> that yeah. good cornerback, that good line. And I think that's maybe what you need. All of a sudden, he's just like, oh, this is this is what it's and I, you know, like you say, a bit of nerves thrown in there as well. All of a sudden, you're realizing all the players are good. You're not mm-hmm. all of a sudden the the better athlete. What 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 are you making of the Jim Talbot situation in Denver, and how do you think he's going to progress from that? Yeah, um, I think all of you guys hit all the points. Um, for one, he was kind of treated like the number one guy mm-hmm. for NFL first game. That's kind of something. To yeah. be aware of uh, something that stood out to me, he played a lot of slot as well. Yeah, that's a new position for him in college. His role in college would translate to more of the Z receiver, yes, field. 100%. More of just a pushing it downfield. Most of his routes are going to be nine routes, nine routes, um, mm. 10 15 yards or more. And yeah. in this game, they were asking to run more comebacks and drags and posts, and it's that's something new for him. Yeah, so I, I think that's just something totally he has agree. to be familiarized familiarized with. Co- the combination of having to run more intermediate routes and yeah. kind of being the guy at that time, and plus, um, below average quarterback play. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to help too. But yeah. and, and as well, I don't know what 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 you think on this, like because Callum Moore likes to switch his formations up quite a lot, play by play. Mm-hmm. Where in college, that's not really the case, and I'm wondering right. if maybe. That had a little bit of a psychological effect on him as well. Like, where do I need to be? Am I in the right place? Second guessing before the snaps are even gone. Yeah. Um, where you know you 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 get into a rhythm with it, and then you'll find his way, and then it all smooths out. That's what I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about for me. I think this player was the rookie player of the game, and that is of course Dron Bland. Dron Bland. I mean, yeah. he was just. Um, and unf- you, you know what you want from a corner, he was draped in um swagger, you know, mm-hmm. confidence, and he just looked unfazed. It looked like he'd been doing it, you know, like he wasn't a rookie, he was like he was a veteran at multiple and, positions. Yeah, you yeah. just took the words right out of my mouth. What did you like about Duran Bland's game? I mean, there's so much to take away from it, but what did you specifically like, Marcus? Well, I'll say this because I'm kind of like Paul. I'll gladly humble pound this one. <laughs> watching him in college, I thought there's no way nothing there, yeah. NFL cornerback. I thought he yeah. had to convert to safety. Yeah. Um, at best, he could be a zone nickel guy. I did not see the coverage ability in his play. Mm-hmm. But um, he played multiple positions, left side, right side, inside. Um, he got his hands on the ball consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he was always – and if he didn't get his hands on the ball, he was always in position on the cornerback, no matter what route they ran. Mm-hmm. And that's just something you don't normally look for in a young guy like that. He gets it. Just yeah. bottom line. He he knows the position. Um, he understands how it's to be played, and his technique looked well. Yeah. And, and like, when things were going wrong, he just ha- looked like he just had the confidence to just be like, it's okay, I've got this. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just watching it like this is wild. Where did this come from? Um, but what about you, Lorne, Paul, whoever wants to go next? Um, Bland looking good. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think he makes the roster. 
I'll, I'll, oh, be perfect, I, I'll be perfectly honest. I didn't really pay much attention to the corners because, as okay. you know, I'm a D line and O line guy. Yeah. So yeah. you're the line, the trench guy. Lauren, on you go, go wild. Yeah, I mean, he he, he leapt out on the he leapt out on the screen to me. To be honest, um, yeah. you know, again, it, you know, it, probably going into this game, he was maybe going to be corner number four, number mm. five at, mm. at best. Um, I think he is definitely, you know. Obviously, the news in the last 24 hours is that Jordan Lewis is going to be out for a little bit of time. Mm. Um, I can I can see him stepping up to to the nickel corner ahead of Nishon Wright and um, Kelvin Joseph. So yeah, we'll talk about him in a second. But keep going. Yeah. So I mean, he certainly solidified the position there for himself and this team. And I think I think the defense as a whole. I mean. Um, you know where where do you make the cuts this year? D- defensive defensive line, particularly defensive tackle. I mean, again, we're talking Tristan Hills had a great camp yeah. so far. Yeah, Bahana, the the talk going into the game, Bahana was maybe a little bit behind Ridgeway. Ridgeway, whether it was the injury that he picked up in the in the scrimmage on Thursday or whatever, but he just looked like he was he was lining up, standing up, and. You know, putting the minimum amount of pressure on, but Bahana was a force in that line. There, he's following it up by all accounts in the in the charges scrimmages at the moment. So, mm. um, you know, where do you make the where do you make the cuts along the defensive line? Yeah, um, yeah. It is a it is a tricky because to me, right? You, you let's go and talk about the the cornerback depth because mm-hmm. uh, this is a sneaky one. Because for me, right now. I've got, we know who the top three are, and you mentioned Jordan Lewis with the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Nation Wright, Deron Bland. You've got to keep CJ Goodwin. You've got to. I just see there being no choice. For special teams. For special teams, yeah, basically. And when you think about it, what they'll do every year is they go to your special teams coordinator and they go, Right, we're going to give you X amount of guys, three guys, yeah. and I can guarantee Fossil's going to go. One of them is going to be CJ Goodwin, and when he does that, now you have to sit there and you go. So what are we doing with Kelvin Joseph? Because right now he did not look good. He was making mistakes. He was stepping offside. The start of the game he wasn't so bad, but it tailed off quick with him. I know a lot of people will say he gave up the touchdown. I'm not going to really be too concerned about that because of how he was being utilized on that play. Yeah. Um so I think I just I don't know what you guys think. I just I think it's going to be a struggle for him to make the 53. Let, let me what say this Joe, really Joseph. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, we said, I think we said jo- that from the get go. Mm. Yeah, I think Joseph can start looking for uh, studio time around <laughs> September, you know. Um, it, yeah. it, the only thing that's saving him right now is that second round pick. Right. And let me say this yeah. really quick, because when I look at roster development, yeah, I have five rules that I go by. I've used these rules for 10 years outside of Rico Gathers. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a, um, another guy I can't think off the top of my head. They've always worked for me. When I look at who makes the team, it's the starters, yeah. the immediate backups, yes, the guy that's too expensive to cut, mm-hmm. the... um the first and second year drafted players yeah and then the core special teams guys yeah when i look at the cornerback position for the first time all those guys fit that criteria 
And yeah. then we've got Deron Bland right here, who's yeah. been the best playing corner. So, and he was, was he fifth round also? Yeah, round? I think he was. Yeah, yeah fifth round. Yeah. yeah. So we got seven guys who all fit that criteria. I don't know. This is the first time I can say I don't know who's going to get cut from a position. Yeah. And here's the funny thing is we're talking about cornerback death as a Dallas Cowboys fans. Right. And, and like going, <laughs> I don't know. We got so much choice. Yep. It's yep. not right. And, I and mean, we've had we've had COVID. We've had a war. Um, gas prices going up. And now we've got a cornerback um, rich conversation right. that we're going on about in Dallas Cowboys. The world's gone upside down. <laughs> but I mean because we mentioned we, we sent a question in before and we said this we said and you can answer if you want Marcus mm-hmm. Kelvin Joseph um, this situation with him at what point do you call him a bust um, how, mu- how much time has he got I give every player two years but like you guys say it there's a chance he doesn't get two years. Yeah. I mean, we gave Dwayne Goodrich three years, and he actually did kill somebody. I hate to say that, yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah. we gave him three years, and and it doesn't like Joseph's going to get the same same treatment. Yeah, because but, that, there is that too. Because bear in mind, the NFL goes by its own schedule as well, and I mean in terms of headquarters. Because there is, no matter what you say, there is this – Looming, there is going to be one. There's a suspension. So now you're gonna, are you really gonna drop Deron Bland for Kelvin Joseph, who's could miss the start of the season? You know, the first month of the season, when you've already got issues with some players starting the season injured or on injured reserve, waiting mm-hmm. to come back. Are you yeah, really and, gonna do yeah. that? Right. And really quick, um, shouts out to Joe, joining from Italy. Thank yeah. you for tuning in. Yeah. And DJ Dog makes another great comment. Mukwamu played almost exclusively at cornerback in that game, yeah. which is very interesting. And he got an interception. Exactly. Yeah, today. In practice. Was, it, yeah. was it today? Was it today? Or was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. No, today. Okay. Yeah. Both days. Okay. Got... I know yesterday, got yesterday. Yesterday, I think. It... Yesterday, yeah. <laughs> These days are just all blending right. into one blur at the moment. But yeah, so um, that's another guy you have to consider at the cornerback position, and yeah. he stands out from everybody else, in my opinion, in terms of his look. Yeah, in terms of like body size and shape, and mm-hmm. yes, um, because you, you know as well, the Cowboys are quite um, uh, confident in their ways of didn't work a corner, right? We'll put you back to safety, right? Um, they will do that, yeah. <laughs> as we've seen. Um, so yeah, I, it, that is a tricky conversation to have an even trickier conversation to have mind you is what do we do a kicker no <laughs> oh dear yeah brett maha's back in the building spongebob yep. squarepants yeah. well i mean cameron dicker's been released by the rams he was he was being used as a punter in the rams mm. camp so you know, maybe maybe when everybody gets back to Dallas next week, you you maybe have another kicking carousel going on. Um, but I mean, I'm certainly <clears throat> the, the the interesting thing. And again, this was another pod, uh, another podcast I was listening to this week. Mm. There is a com- there is a complaint that um, maybe Jake McQuaid's not um, performing to scratch this year. 
Um, the snaps haven't been, e even with some of the punt snaps to Anger as well, they, they've not been the best. Um, and Anger's had to sort of adjust to them, um, which probably to led to one of the... Mm -hmm. One of one of the punts almost getting blocked on the in the game on Saturday night. So mm -hmm. um, I think it was Brothers again was saying that in his podcast. It's quite um, interesting. I haven't noticed so, it, but I'll have to take a look. So there might there might be a need to have a look at what else is there for long snappers. Um, mm. And you know, I think um, I think Garibay when he got released, that was one of the things he'd actually said to one of the reporters is that you know to be honest the problem that he was having wasn't necessarily his kicks it was the timing of everything that the the snap the hold um yeah, you yeah. know so if they're having difficulty with that you can understand why these kickers are now maher's back because last year he was with the saints and i think he kicked 16 yeah. or 18 mm -hmm. Um, you know, supposedly he's a different kicker. We never got to see that on Saturday night. We'll probably get to see him this week. Um, there is news, mind you, Lorne. I think Dave Hellman, yeah. that so far, when they have decided to kick in practice at the moment, that when Maha's been in and kicked, he hasn't missed. He's been mm. perfect. Yeah. But, but then he was he, he was perfect when he was going up against Dan Bailey, and then mm. we cut Dan Bailey. And thank you, <laughs> you know, thank you, Lauren. I was about to say your 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 video that you posted this week with all the misses that you know as as enjoyable watching as it was now as it is now at the time it was. You know, probably making a lot of us a red raw. You know, so. <laughs> Marcus, have you seen the video yet? I haven't seen it. I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's a bit of a sponge. That's why Paul was singing SpongeBob Square because I put the SpongeBob yeah. Square music. Oh, okay. In. Yeah. So um, but did it was? I knew you'd like it, Paul. I knew put a little smile on that cute little. Is it on Twitter? But, or Facebook? Uh, on Facebook. On our right. Facebook. But do you think, uh, Paul, that there's a little bit with Brett Maha than the old um, fool me once situation that we going down this road? Or does he deserve the chance? Everyone deserves a chance, I guess. I mean, who knows? He could be going for a different program. It could have, like, I don't know. It could have been some type of, in, for all we know, undisclosed injuries, not willing to tell, and it may be all mm. good. We don't know. We don't mm. know. But everyone's initial thoughts, even myself, I'm not particularly thrilled, thrilled about it. Yeah, yeah. But... If he starts knocking out 65-yard field goals, winning game, winning field goals, then he's trying to be, he's trying to be an instant hero again. So <laughs> as long as he doesn't miss... Right. Yeah. But if the game's tied at 16 in the third quarter and he misses a 45-yard, I'm going to be upset. Yeah. Yes. And that's what, that's the sort of thing he does. All the short-range kicks is the problem. Yeah, the, that, the, the money kicks, the the, the, yeah. the the bread and butter kicks of the kicker, like the 30, 35, 40 yards. Yeah, it's, it's within mm -hmm. 40, between 30 under 40. 50 and 35, it seems to mm -hmm. be his biggest problem. And yeah. it doesn't matter if it's outdoor stadiums or indoor stadiums, it doesn't seem to matter. It still hooks it left or hooks it right. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah. I wonder, though, if they're going to go for like this, which is why we haven't seen much kicking practice, mind you. 
uh, and I'll ask you this one, Marcus, and then we'll move on to charges quickly. Is um, like if you remember with with Jason Garrett, yeah, we had Dan Bailey, so we had that safety blanket. Mm-hmm. So do you think? And like it was always seemed to be with Jason Garrett was march downfield, march downfield, set up a field goal. We got Dan Bailey, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I wonder though if there's going to be a little reverse of this, where it's march and we march. Oh right, we got a four yard field goal and it's fourth and two. Let's go for it. So a little bit of the opposite. Do you think that's where it's going? Uh, I think that's going to be dictated with how well the running game looks mm-hmm. when we have our our best five out there with Zeke. If if they start, if they look similar to what we saw in the week one of preseason, yeah. I think we're going to start taking more chances on four down. I and think plus, so too. And plus, mm-hmm. we have better tight ends as well. So I think yeah, when yeah. we go into our twelve packages mm-hmm. on a short fourth and short. I think they like their chances a little bit more than they did last year when we had to rely on Blake Jarman to make a block to get us three yeah. yards. Or yeah. um, we had to rely on Connor Williams pushing somebody off the line of scrimmage <laughs> yeah. to, to get one yard. Like, I would like to think that that's where they're going. The only trouble I have is they had an opportunity to test this in his preseason game. And it was fourth and one, and they decided to throw it. And I was just like, this is everything's a little discombobulated in what you're trying to do. You're trying. You, you, it's obvious you're going down the run game route, and now we're fourth and one, and you're throwing it. And I was just a bit confused with that. Where you had an opportunity, like if they had run the ball, I would be like very confident that that's where they're going down the road. Mm-hmm. But then they throw it, and then it's you know it's failed. It's failed conversion because yeah. I think it went to well, Jalen Talbot and he dropped it, I believe. Yep. But yeah. that that has the effect that you know it makes defenses second guess themselves it's it's the same as you know when brian anger's doing warm-ups jim fassel has him throwing passes so that you know the special teams are going wait a minute he can throw the ball right okay um let's not go for a complete rush all the time you know like we need to have guys in coverage um so it's just you're trying to be in preseason, you're trying to be vanilla. You're not trying to show off your entire playbook, um, yeah. all your gadget plays, but little things like that. Throwing a pass uh, 25 yards down the field on fourth and one. Um, if I remember rightly, we actually complete on one of them. We'd actually completed it, and it got wiped out by a holding call. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know. So that because uh, I think Rich came on, and I, I was looking at. Our, our group chats on Sunday morning and Rich goes, bloody hell, you know, holding yeah. call, wipes out a fourth down and one a completed pass and all that. So that's um, that's an area, but it, it is that sort of, given the, given the opposition, that that's a little bit of a mind game. Yeah. But, uh, and I know you're going to mention one more player, Paul. Um, I'm just going to very quickly put it in and then you can move to your guy. But I, I'm going to say LV looks improved, looks healthy, oh, yes. looks yeah, strong. Yeah. He looks rearing to, he's one of my favorite players at the moment in preseason. But hit me with your guy, Paul, and then we'll move to uh, the Chargers game. This I'm surprised we've not actually spoken about Chancey Goldston playing Chancey the Goldston. interior. He did, he, did he, looked really, he looked really good. Yeah, he looked really good, Chancey Goldston. Yeah, I like so. it. I- and you can see, and you can see the size difference in America from yep. last season to now. He yeah. is putting a big, substantial amount of weight to be in that defensive tackle position as yeah, the yeah. Tech. 
and you can see how, how he's been in practice and how they used him in that game, what they're going to do with him. Yeah. Like he's going to be that all-utility, up-and-down-the-line guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it, was, it was his ability to get off the box and forcing the QB to move out the yeah. pocket, yeah. which I yeah. thought was quite good. So, yeah. And I'm just trying to look at all the other notes I've noticed. We've always spoke about Dante Fowler. Mm-hmm. So like speed mm-hmm. getting to the quarterback made a really good impression with the defensive line overall. So yeah, it's looking pretty good from a defensive front. So I am very happy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not, yeah. even, that's not even talking about our starters yet. These right. are yeah, backups. that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I mean, uh, Gallimore set the tone for that game on the, on the first uh, first defensive play where he got in the backfield and yeah. ran down the. Yeah. Running back for a six-yard loss. I mean, that that just <laughs> set the tone set the for how, yeah. how the running game was going to go. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, let's move to the Chargers game then, and then um, we will uh, start folding things up. Yeah. So uh, here in the UK, kicks it off at three a.m. So uh, yeah. Oh, even later, kick off. Even later. Yep. Sorry, mate. Even later. Oh um, my god. So that will be a slog over here. Um, I'm actually better going to my bed first. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yep. Early Go to night, bed, mate. get up at three. Yeah, early night, early night. See, like, so for anyone across the States, like Marcus here, now you understand the pain we have to endure to stay up to watch these games on a regular basis at mm. football season. And, and imagine that on a Thursday And this is why I, I no longer look like a 36-year-old. I look like I'm a 56-year-old man now <laughs> at this rate. Mm-hmm. God help me. Yeah. You started aging once we started doing this podcast, mind. Oh, yeah. I've got no hair left. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, for you, Marcus, uh, this weekend, what is it you're going to be watching and what do you think people should be looking out for in this game against Chargers? could be anything. Play, play style, play uh, a certain quarter. What is it you're going to be watching and what's the main focal point? Um, I got a couple of focal points. Uh, first, yeah. I'm going to be watching special teams because we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um CJ Goodwin. Yeah. Who is he gonna play? Is he gonna be the gunner? Is he gonna be the jammer? Pay mm. attention to who's out there on punt and punt return because because of his speed, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but if it's not him, then that may not speak very well of his position on the team. Because mm-hmm. they could be trying to and if it's not him, pay attention to how well the guy does who replaces him. Because yep. I noticed last game, Jaquari Roberson was playing a lot of um, a lot of Gunner. He looked pretty good, not good when good, but looked okay. So yeah. if the guy who's out there is out there making a bunch of tackles, something to be aware of. Um, and then in terms of defensive line, we talked about Ridgeway. Didn't really like what we expected. Let's see if his energy is a little bit higher this game. Yep. And then also. We should get Greer at quarterback. Yes, so, yep. he's healthy. Yeah, we should get a much better look at what we have at wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm want to see the improvement in the interior of the O line. Like yeah. regardless who's in there, regardless if it's Farniak at center or a guard or it's a Bayadish or it's McGovern. Either way, I don't want to see two overcommitted double team blocks where you're missing out the ticket uh, like kicking them and then moving up uh, you're not going up to the backfield so i want to see improvement with that and the overall communication so and maybe see what you're what you were saying earlier marcus was 
dipping them in and out like nearly every yeah. two snaps so there's no that continuity I, like give that line the, the whole drive rather than swapping them in and out halfway through like it's no it's no helping anybody you know what i mean so mm. let have you set setting starters or whatever that rotation is let them have that drive then the next drive change it up whatever don't do it like after second down or third down do it when the drive's over yeah all right long at, at the least oh go on long. I, I think again same as last week wide receivers need to show another another level um you know Fahoko was about the only one obviously he was the only one who got the touchdown last week we, we talked about Tolbert um for a few a few of the other guys as well I think it was just you know that turning on of the the <coughs> headlights or whatever you know it's um it's startled rabbit sort of thing so um these guys need to show up um <coughs> I think special teams as well I've heard that Goodwin you know his roster spot isn't safe there is uh -huh. a there is question marks about his speed whether he's lost something yeah. and of course you know that uh hanging with the boys are championing this year so that's um anyone they seem to champion seems to be next out the door as well <laughs> um, so you know maybe maybe things are not as good for him um and i i just want to see a bit more improvement in the offensive line um particularly pass blocking all right and i'm just going with a nice easy one yeah I'll just say I'm going to be watching the kicking game. There we go. <laughs> I'll just watch that. Who's kicking what? And um, are they making their kicks? They do that. I'm a happy man. My me, worries will be will just slowly drift away. Let me address DJ Dow's question really quick. Um, go on, man. DJ Dow, I don't think Bland on special teams will affect Goodwin's position. I think Bland's play in general is going to affect Goodwin's position, just like it's going to affect um, uh, Kelvin Joseph's position because we I don't think we can keep seven, and somebody has to be the odd man out. So what I'm saying is pay attention to who's playing special teams because I don't think they've tried Bland at Gunner or Jammer, but just uh -huh. watch who's playing Gunner or Jammer. It may be a wide receiver. Um, it may be a safety like Tyler Cole. I think they played him there a little bit, and um, – just pay attention to how well those guys do because if they play well at those positions that and they're already kind of seeded to be on the team, that may make him more expendable. Like if Simi Fajoko, who we all kind of think is going to be on this roster, yeah. if he's going to be your fourth receiver and he's also a good jammer and gunner, then that makes that seventh corner more uh, expendable. I'm with you there. So, yes, um, should be a, an interesting game. We definitely need to see improvement. I don't think this is going to be a penalty-ridden game. It's not going to be that type uh, for sure. Um, I don't see this being a dress rehearsal game either, people asking that. I just, no. nah. You're not no, going to see it until I think they're given the. One. I think they're given the controlled scrimmages. I think that's the, that's the area that they're using the starters in. I think this the the games themselves are just being used for finding out what you've got as depth. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. So uh, and on one note, mind you, with that, 
I think he's been absolutely spot on so far. And he's yeah, not yeah. one who's renowned for being a good player in practice. He's been he's always been a baller when the game comes on. You know, he's a gamer. Did you guys um, get a chance to watch um any of the training camp stuff today from practice? Um only yet, a little yet. snippet. I've seen Dennis Houston catching the game yeah. winner in there. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, have you? Houston catching. I saw the tweet, but I haven't seen the actual play. Uh he's in the far corner. It's basically it's a corner out. He goes down, goes up, like jumps, basically high points the ball, comes down with it. It's a good play. Yeah. I was going to say this. Um, Dak's running a lot more in practice today. Yeah. I, thought, I saw him run about that. four or five times. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's only the limited practice. amount of video that I have seen so far. It's quite interesting. But, yes, um, we did promise we wouldn't keep you very long, mate. So it is always, though, a pleasure to have you with us, Marcus. Uh, and hold on, name Gilbert. Yeah, there he is, all the way up there. Look, make sure, guys, to go and follow him. It is Bluff City Cowboys. He's on the top row on the right. Um, you will uh, always learn something new because Marcus is always in touch with certain people over there, and uh, he gets <laughs> the inside scoop that we like. Just a um, little bit. <laughs> hey mate, you get more inside scoop than us, so you've got that advantage, that's for sure. Um, but yes, uh, we will very quickly get one of the guys to roll this one out. Let's have a look. Uh, Paul did it. Mate, your volume just went really weird all of a sudden. Yeah. But anyway, guys, if you're planning to go to a Dallas Cowboys game this year, be sure to go to uh, cowboysexperience.com for the ultimate meet and greet, stadium tour, game ticket, and tailgating experience where you get to meet players like Micah Parsons, Jay Novacek, Drew Pearson, Hall of Famer, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, and many, many more. And like I said, we go with Cowboys Experience, they will treat you like absolutely like royalty. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's a travel package. Make sure to go and check our social media for the details on that. Um, but Marcus, sir, it was a pleasure. We'll have to definitely get you on again fairly soon when the season starts because uh, I do always really enjoy talking to you. And you know, you did used to do your podcast, and I know um, things happen, and you yeah. had to slow down on it for the, for the time being. So you're always welcome to come and join us. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely starting back when the season starts. So yeah, baby, the Cowboys on. It'll probably be just me. Uh, oh, that, all... uh, that being said, we've got our fantasy football coming up. Oh yeah, the champ is here, going for our second <laughs> year in a row. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully we can try to do a show with our draft as well. Um, nice. Yeah, because that was that was like. Absolute chaos, but it was amazing. It was. <laughs> it's always super cowboy. Always picture <laughs> like Patrick Mahomes first round every time. <laughs> I, I think the Cowboys play at uh, six p.m. my time next Friday, so that's we're kind of looking that, at doing it around nice. that time. Yeah, yeah that's nice. It's yeah. nice time, but we'll see. All right, but thank you very much for joining us, Marcus, and uh, we will speak to you again. I'll speak to you off air. Um, but Lorne, Paul finishes off, and we'll get out of here. Have a good one, guys. Go Cowboys. Yeah, have a great week, guys. Um, following on from all the sports films that we were talking about last yeah. week, check stick scars, pain heal, uh, pain heals, glory lasts forever. That's right, baby. 